It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue. Uh, Dennis, uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. Uh, Could you tell them, for example, uh, what is icing? Well, um... Icing happen when uh, the puck come down, bang, you know, before the other guys, mm-hmm. nobody there, you know. Mm-hmm. My arm go comes out, then uh, the game stopped and start up. Uh, what is high sticking? High sticking happen when uh, the guy take the stick, you know, and he go like that. You know, you don't do that. You don't do that. Oh, no, never, never. Why not? Against the rules. You know, you're stupid when you do that. Just some English pig with no I brain guess, at all, um, you know. He's here. Who? Oglethorpe. Ogie Oglethorpe? You know Oglethorpe? Oglethorpe? Oglethorpe. You know, for the sake of the game, they ought to throw this guy in San Quentin. He is a criminal element. The worst goon in hockey today. Oh, yeah, real cement head. Yeah, big afro, 21-22, watch out for him. He's not playing, he's suspended. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. The place is packed as usual. It's 10 cent wings every single Monday night, 6 to 9 o'clock. And we're here for an hour with Utica Comets Insider. Labat Blue Slocum Dixon, Pathfinder Bank at the Thanks, as you know. The 72 Tavern and Grill Scoop, if you come inside, the decor with a different color scheme is really an homage, as they say, to the Utica Memorial Auditorium, which is now the Adirondack Bank Center. And, yes, the wonderful clip that you heard that never gets old in the greatest hockey movie ever from Slapshot, of course featured in our open tonight. Scoop and Rain here and Stefan LeBlanc, defenseman number three, who has come over from the Toronto Marlies and I'm very glad that he has. I think that most of the fan base is, especially if you break it down and look at the injuries and the call-ups and things like that. It's really good to have you here. It's been a journey to get here, though. We were just talking before we got on the air. Three teams so far this season, but before we go any further, let's just say hello. Welcome. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. We're, we're very happy to have you. He uh, he does have, if you haven't seen underneath the helmet, he does have uh, red hair. He's a ginger just like I am, except I am bald. He is not. He is a fantastic head of hair. He even rubbed the bald head for good luck for an intermission interview. Uh, did it help that game? I think we won that game. Uh, I have a good if record. If it was the Laval game, I think it might have, because I think we won that game in the shootout. That was the shootout game, yeah. I think it was. I think I have like a 6-2 and two record as far as different guys on the comments rubbing the bald man's head for good luck and then getting a win. I should have had Culler start this out at the beginning of the season when he named <laughs> Carter the captain again. Uh, Scoop, where are we going with this? Let's get to know Stefan LeBlanc. Uh, just the basics before we break down the games maybe in segment two. Let's go there. Well, I was interested that you're from Oakville, Ontario, which is essentially right next to Mississauga. So yeah. you played some hockey in Oakville, and then uh, you played with the Mississauga Steelheads for four seasons. So you got to play close to home for a while before hitting the road, if you will. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was actually really nice. My first year of junior, I played in Oakville, the local junior team there. And then uh, I was lucky enough to sign in Sudbury. So I went up north for a little bit, was there for about half a year before getting traded to Mississauga. So I got to, I actually billeted my first year in Mississauga. And my parents weren't too happy about it. <laughs> but uh, They wanted you to stay yeah, with them. Yeah, they wanted right? me to stay at home, yeah. So I billeted my first year there just to make friends and uh, hang out with the guys and then uh, lived at home my last two years. So uh, I've, had, uh, I was, I've been pretty lucky with where I've played so far. We need defensemen, obviously, here, given our yeah. situation. Uh, it's been an interesting journey for you with uh, you, you're being uh, with Laval, Montreal, uh, 
Maple Leafs, Marlies, and now here. Now, you got here when Luke Shen was still here. Yeah. Right? So you yeah. got to probably learn a little bit from him and, and pick up a thing or two from him while you were here. Yeah, for sure. When I first got here, actually, we were both in the hotel together because when I first came over, I stayed in the hotel. So we'd have dinner every night and stuff. So it was cool to uh, to get to know him and just uh, chew his ear a little bit, you know. And uh, sorry, I'm getting a little lost off topic here. But uh, no, Shenner was, uh, Shenner was great. Actually, when I got here, we had a full set of D-men. I remember coming yeah. in here and Sautner was here. Breezeball was here. We had a lot of, of defensemen here, and uh, a couple got called up, a couple got injured, and uh, now we're, we're, we're And now we short. really need you, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Stefan uh, got here on February 4th. He was involved in the trade for Tanner McMaster, and even, I think Carconi was a, a teammate of yours yeah, in for, Toronto for a short period of time. Yeah. And I think you were on the ice when he sniped that shot top corner over the shoulder. Now, I'm not saying yeah. this to talk plus minus. But how the hell did he make that shot? I, I mean, that was a ridiculous yeah. angle. From your perspective, it just it was coming right at my face from where I was standing at, near the end of the ice. Uh, tell us what you saw there. I mean, he's a good player. Yeah, he is a good player. He uh, he really he's doing well in Toronto right now too. But uh, I don't know. The puck kind of came up the half wall, and he he kind of threw it on net. I think it was on edge a little bit. So I think he kind of just slung it at the net. And I remember I I kind of went across the crease to box my guy out. And I think it just missed me on the right shoulder because it just went in and went right post in. Yeah, I but, heard uh, I heard the clang. Yeah, it was a nice shot. It was a really nice shot. Unfortunately, it did lead to a loss. But talk about the opportunity that you have here with the Utica Comets that I don't know was necessarily there with... They had a, there was a lot of defensemen in Toronto as well, and there, there's a numbers game that came into play. Yeah. You became available. The Comets had a need, and here you are. It's been a struggle for the last month, but I think there's a great opportunity for your future here. I, I'm sure you're probably thinking the same thing. No, for sure, yeah. Now that, uh, I mean, you just have to make the most of your opportunity and uh, the, the time you're given. I think it, uh, it was important for me to uh, try to get the coaching staff's confidence as soon as I got here. And I think uh, I started off with a couple solid games, and I think I got that. And I think they were uh, they were comfortable comfortable with putting me in the lineup every night. And uh, and ever since then, I've just kind of rolled with it. I mean, uh, now we're we're short on the back end, so it's uh, it's mean a lot more ice time for me. But it's uh, it's just up to me to uh, make the most of it. Stefan LeBlanc is here with us from the Utica Comets, number three on your back line, a defenseman. Utica Comets and Saturday at the seventy two Tavern and Grill with ninety four point nine K Rock. I'm Rain Scoop is here. Let's assess the game. There's a specific quote that you brought to my attention, and I don't want to steal your question, but this is a guy that, and we said this, I, I want to see him here next year, just looking at some of the guys currently under contract. And I know we still got six games left in the season and a fight for a playoff spot, but I'd like to see... I'd like to see you play hockey for Utica Comments for a while. I think you well, would what's agree. What's that? Now I'm drawing a blank. What's the, what's Hold the on. quote? I, was, <laughs> I did you a solid. Was it, was it the quote about yeah, the... Yeah, I did you a solid. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, I, there was a, a synopsis of your style of play by one of the Toronto bloggers, if you will, Maple Leafs bloggers. And th- one of the things that they complimented you about was that you're, you're usually in the right place at the right time. And they also said that you, you generate a little more offense than Jordan Subban. Uh, these are things we need here in Utica. Uh, <laughs> a little bit sturdier. On, it's not a, uh, no disrespect to, to Jordan, but you're just more sturdy on the back line. Than well, he is and we, need, we need some steadiness there yeah. right now. He has that. 
clearly he's gifted offensively, and, and perhaps th- th- you'd see some uh, sloppiness with the puck from time to time. That was a common criticism of him. You're not like that. You're very stay-at-home when you need to be, but you join the rush when you when you see the opportunities. Um, just an overall good game and a solid defenseman. And it was also stated that the Marlies got schooled in this trade based on the value overall and what we got back as opposed to what we gave up. I mean, I don't know about that. To, I've never actually really your seen. Horn. I've never really seen Tanner play, and we play different positions. So I mean, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. But uh, yeah, I think I, I kind of found myself on just keeping it simple and uh, just always trying to make the right play. Sometimes the right play is the easiest play, and it is the simple play, and you don't always have to be flashy out there. And I kind of uh, I pride myself on that. Just uh, I like to. I don't like to turn the puck over. So I just I like to make simple plays, and I like to pass it from point A to point B and let other players make plays but at the same time I think that I can also help in offensively I think I have a mind that I can I, I can work the blue line and I can jump in when I need to and I think I, uh, I just pride myself on my my defensive game and offense will just come from good defense Tanner McMaster there were some scrums in in the game recently and I noticed Cam Darcy got a little chippy with him and Brendan is there any backstory to that? And I know there might be a line that you're like, I, I know there's certain stuff I'm keeping in the locker room. We totally understand that. But what can you tell us about what was developing on the ice? Because they seem to be running him hard at times. Uh, I, I noticed a few. Yeah, I think I don't know if there's a backstory on that. I think Cam and, and Brennan just they just play the game hard. Yeah. I think, uh, Cam definitely doesn't uh, take any shifts off, and uh, neither does Gonser. But uh, I don't think there's a backstory there. I think they just. They probably just got in each other's faces, got got a little heated, but I think the, that's all it was. Heat of the moment at, at that exact moment in yeah. the course of the competition of a game. I had to ask. Yeah, I was just wondering sure. if we get a little soap opera there. Scoop and Rain and Stefan LeBlanc here. Utica Comets Insider with 94.9 K-Rock. Smelling some 10-cent wings. The place is packed as usual. Utica is compared to Toronto as far as off the ice and just a place to live. It's kind of culture shock. You, you kind of got used to that for a little while this season. But then you were in Mississauga before that, or Which I'm is, sorry, not yeah, Mississauga, right. but uh, Newfoundland. Yeah, I was in you went St. John's from, too. Yeah, so really small to really big. Down to really small again. Yeah. And, but yeah, you grew up in Mississauga, which is just outside of Toronto, so yeah. you're probably pretty used, used to, to it. what yeah. it's like to live there. No, for sure, it's definitely it's definitely different. But uh, I mean, I, I've loved it here so far. I mean, I, I like how passionate the fans are. I think they get. Uh, I mean, the games are they get so rowdy. It's so fun. I remember when I first got here, we were we were down in the third, almost three games in a row, and I think every one of those games we came back, and the, the barn was loud, and it was rocking, and I'd never seen it like that before, so, I mean, uh, I, I've liked it here so far. I, I also liked it in St. John's. It's uh, That's just a little different, because you got to fly anytime you go on the road, so that's just, it's a completely different lifestyle almost over there. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm alluding to. It, it, it's, it's a completely different lifestyle. It's just a, a huge city of 4 million, and then a city is 60,000. And you're, 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 this last like 12 months of your life has just been. It's been it, crazy. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it the craziest year of your life? No, for sure. This, is, this has to be up there with the, the craziest year of my life. I, bet I was living out of a carry on suitcase for four months, probably, from Toronto to Utica before getting my sh- stuff shipped to Utica from I mean, St. John's. I mean, I'm thinking, like, you know, girlfriend-wise. I don't know if your brothers or sisters or parents-wise. It's like, okay, Stefan, where are you right yeah, now? honestly. Is that what it's been I, like? And I know with the, the moving around that I've done in my life, there are times that I walk into a supermarket, and I've had that moment, and I'm like, 
Am I in Detroit or am I in Cleveland? Am I in Utica? Where am I right now? You have a moment every now and then where you're like, well, oh, yeah, I, I'm in Utica. <laughs> I know. You almost do. I mean, uh, when I got called up from St. John's to Toronto, I was, it was exciting. I told my parents, you go up there, and then I got sent back down to St. John's and then called right back up almost after a weekend span. And then once I got traded here, I called my parents, hey, now I'm going to Utica. Yeah. And my car, actually, that, this was the worst part of the story, is that they had called me and said, okay, we want you to come in for practice tomorrow, so can you drive down? And I said, sure. So I called my parents. I said, oh, I need my car. My dad goes, oh, well, your car's not working. Because we didn't, I didn't need a car in St. John's. Yes. Yeah. We just, everybody, they had a cab service that drove all the players around. Because you got to ship your car onto the island. Of course. So uh, my car wasn't working. So I had to, I actually bought a new car and then came down here. Have your parents been able to get down here to you? Yeah, they have. Well, that's actually, I took my dad's car down here, and then I ended up buying a car back home, and he drove it down to me. So, and then he stayed for that weekend. So, what do they think of, uh, what do they think of the Utica Comets and their their boy playing here? I mean, I think they're fans, but it's really close. It's close for them. I mean, obviously not as close as Toronto, but uh, I played in Laval last year, and it's closer than than Laval. So, uh, they've been down here actually three or four times already, so I think they like it they do they're the heroes the parents parents hockey right? moms and dads they're the heroes and driving do you have brothers or sisters i do i have two older brothers and so played hockey i'm assuming uh, lacrosse actually both they, of them. that's interesting because there's a, Steph, a stefan leblanc that played for the toronto, toronto rock. rock i he, know you know what i'm talking yeah, about I do. he's no 10, relation though from dundas ontario and he's about 10 years older than you yeah isn't that crazy though everybody used to ask me all the time like oh do you play in the nll too and this is when i would be like 15 and i'd be like no nope. <laughs> <laughs> not me I wish. Six o'clock practice for hockey, and then yeah, somewhere yeah. later that day. When do you sleep? When do you go to school? When do you get things done? I'm it's awesome sure. to have you. This is uh, Stefan LeBlanc with the Utica Comets here on Utica Comets Insider uh, 94.9 K Rock. We're actually on time for our first break. This never happens. We'll take a quick one. We'll come back and we'll catch up with what's happening with him and the Comets. That's next. Hang on. Colton Saucerman steps in. Labrie with a right. Saucerman trying to free his. Saucerman wrestles Labrie down. Will somebody stop the damn match? Enough's enough. A good fight there. 37 seconds into rivalry night. Puts goosebumps on my back there. It makes the hair on my neck stand up. I like it. Now back to two guys who have spent more than a little time in the sin bin. Here's Rainman and Scoop on Comets Insider. Ten Cent Wing Night here at 72 Tavern and Grill. Comets Insider brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum, Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. You can listen on the K-Rock app. You can stream krock.com. You can ask Alexa to enable the K-Rock Utica skill. And, of course, if you missed any of our conversation so far tonight with Stefan LeBanc of the Utica Comets, we're going to have links posted later at K-Rock CNY on Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram stories, also on iTunes and Google. You can download those podcasts. Uh, Stefan, what does the coaching staff, Coach Call, say they want out of you on a nightly basis? And then what are they asking you to work on and, and get better at? Um, I'm a strong believer as that you can always work on something. I don't think you can ever really perfect a skill because I think uh, I think you can always have stuff that you want to work on. So I try to I try to work on a lot of my skating and my puck stuff with uh, with eggs after practice and stuff like that. He spent a good amount of time with me. He's been really good to me since I've got here. So uh, I I owe a lot of credit to him. 
And uh, so remind me of your first question. What was your first question? Well, what would they say they want out of you on a nightly basis? Uh, nightly basis, I think, ju- just to be a steady defenseman. I think uh, I talked to Color before the uh, this past Syracuse game, and he kind of told me that he wanted me to be uh, stronger on the puck and uh, be just just a little bit tougher to play against. And I think I pride myself on being tough to play against. So when he says that to me, it kind of uh, kind of fired me up a little bit. So I think that's uh, that's just what he's looking for me, just looking for me to be steady out there. And you're another guy we've had as a guest on this program who's talked about working on something after practice with, you know, Gary Agnew or anybody else in the uh, the, the staff. Or Kinger or anybody, uh, yeah. yeah. How many guys uh, are, are typically doing that on a, on a practice day, staying after and, and doing some things, additional things, working on some improving some skills uh, i think we have a good we have a, a handful of guys that stay on after practice i think uh, as a decor the majority of us will stay on after whether it's working on uh, point shots with your partner or just just trying to work in, on uh, a little bit of chemistry at the blue line and stuff like that uh i think a lot of us just uh we pick our days usually it depends on what our schedule has been like i think in the, uh, the month of march it was pretty hectic with wednesday friday saturday so you're you're not gonna going to work yourself too hard those weeks but maybe on a, a week like this week or the week before where you don't have a game till friday those are the days that uh, you'll put in a lot of work you ready for a three and three this weekend and back next. to back three and threes i think <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's how you wrap up the season we are ready to wrap up the season like that yeah i think uh i think we're gonna come ready you know what uh the things haven't been going great for us as of late but we've been battling and i i think uh we all know that if we keep playing Keep playing hard, keep playing for each other, that the results are going to come, and uh, I think we're, we're really looking forward to these two weekends. Well, you've outshot a lot of teams. You, it's one of those stupid sports cliches, but if the bounces just go your way type of thing, it, the Comets are 2-12-2 in the last 16, which is a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. But Brendan Gaunt was quoted to that point that you guys are frustrated because it's not so much that anybody's unhappy overall with the way that you're playing you're doing a lot of things the way you're supposed to it just not getting results and so, he had nine shots that night and you know he didn't get one in and that's frustrating yeah. and he said we're frustrated and, and, and i think that's a fair assessment so talk on that yeah i think so i mean i can't recall how many times we've we've hit posts we've had just glorious chances that you stand up on the bench because you you think the puck's in but it's just it just not falling in for us and I don't think I've personally in my hockey career been on a stretch where that has happened so much in such a short amount of time. Usually you get those bounces over the course of the season. We've gotten all those bounces in the last couple game, month. Yeah, we just, we're hitting posts on open nets where goalies are coming out and making great saves. We're not bearing down on our chances. I mean, I don't, you can, I don't know what it is, but we're just. We're having trouble putting the puck in the net. Yeah, it's weird. The calendar flipped to March, and Murphy's Law took over for the Utica Comets. It was injuries, call-ups, uh, a rough patch trying to score, and it's just kind of all kind of melded together to, to be a frustrating long month. And thankfully, it's weird to say this, but thankfully April Fool's Day is here. There's a couple of uh, weeks left in the season. you got eight points to go to get back into a playoff spot with six games left. It's not impossible what's the focus the main thing that you guys have to do better collectively as a team i know this is something we talked about and i want to bring this up i i noticed and i think it was tanner that i asked in the intermission interview the other day i saw some five forward 
power plays. Yeah. And that is not something you see on a regular basis with the Utica Comets, but he even said, point blank, we got to try something different to score some goals. So kind of put a little bow on all that for me. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is the first time we've gone to 5 forward since I've been here. And, uh, I mean, I think you, you just got to try to switch things up sometimes. I mean, uh, we tried a, a lot of different power play combinations, and... Uh, some of them just weren't really working lately. I don't know what our, our record on the power play, but I don't think that it was it was that great. So I think he, he tried to switch things up. He actually we went from five forwards on one to 2D on the other one, and we used to go four and one on each. Yep. So, I mean, I think they're just trying to switch things up, trying to see uh, if they can find a, a combination that's worked, and uh, hopefully we can, we can find that going into the weekend. One for eight on the power play you guys were against Syracuse, and one for four against Toronto on Friday night. And obviously, we've talked for a while. Hey, Corey Hergott from Canucks Army, it's one of the things he said probably the last three weeks when he's joining us is a little more production on the power play. And obviously, if you're trying out five forwards, you're trying to shake something up and make that happen. Sooner or later, they got to start going in for you. And, and hopefully, it's like that avalanche snowball it just starts to happen this weekend and next and start to get some goals on the power play and just in general. What do I want to know what the what Lates and uh, Merrick will say about a stretch like this because to your point, Scoop, I mean, he's a guy that's he's looking for his first win since he got here. Is, is, are there conversations that you guys have, the decor and the goalies together? Because it's not the goalie's fault, and it's not just the defenseman's fault. It's, there's reasons that yeah. these things are happening. What are the conversations or the ways you're trying to get it all together in the defensive zone as a unit to, to get a better result? I think as a decor, since we've been so depleted and since we're, we're so new to each other, really, because we're all... I mean, when you had Ansel Meany, Petgrave... Yeah. Uh, myself we were all new to the lineup so you're just you're trying to keep it simple you're trying to just follow follow the coach's game plan i mean we know what we had to do i think we told obviously merrick we want to win for him yeah everybody, that's what I'm thinking. Every, everybody in the room is we try to bear down when he's in that we really want to get him his first win i think everybody's on the same page for that but in this stretch it just it hasn't happened that way i think like you said i think we've outshot the majority of the opponents that we've played against but we just we can't find a way to score, and we're giving up great A's at the same time. So you, you can't be doing that, and other teams are capitalizing on us. And that's uh, just the, the way it's gone lately. Yeah, no quit in this team, though. I know they're going to fight to the bitter end. Uh, Stefan LeBlanc is with us from the Utica Comets on Utica Comets Insider at the 72 Tavern and Grill with 94.9. K-Rock, we'll take a breath for a quick second. Let's talk about something from your perspective positive that this team has been doing during a rough stretch. I don't want to sit here and belager the point of the negative things. I want to look at some of the positives that you're going to take and build on on these back-to-back three-and-threes and really every game is a playoff game. Uh, so what are you seeing? What are you guys focused on? What are you guys doing right? I think one of the biggest positives has been uh, just us being a team together. I think we've, we've all stuck together and you, you brought up being negative and I think it's extremely easy to be negative in a stretch like this and to get down on your teammates and to, to harp on one another. And I think we've been hard on one another. We've been pushing one another, but I think we've really stuck together through it. I mean, this, it's a tough stretch to go through what, what we've been through lately. And it, losing is never fun. I think everybody knows that. And uh, every, everybody's happier when you win. So when, when, it's not, when it doesn't happen like that, I think it's easy to get down on each other. And I think the best thing that we've done is just stuck together. And I think uh, we're going to get through it and we're going to get through it together. 
So you have these periods where you really outplay a team. Uh, we've had them over the weekend, and then they get a quick goal. How tough is it to not be deflated, especially the way everything's going? It, it sounds like you're, you're telling us that everybody still has one another's back. You know, you're just thinking, let's just win tonight. How do you mentally deal with that? What does coach say to you to perhaps help you keep your chin up? I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a grind. I think uh, Color actually said it best. It was, I think it was in between the first and second of I can't remember what game it was, but they we had been playing really good hockey up to then, and they scored, and we kind of sat back a little bit. And I, he came into the room, and he just kind of looked at all of us and said, "Listen, it's one goal. Like we got to stop every time a team scores a goal. It's almost like the whole bench. There's air taken out of the bench because we haven't been scoring lately. But I think if we just all stick together and bear down on our chances." Because we're getting the chances, we just we need to score goals. We need to bear down in those areas, and uh, I think if if we start doing that, we're we're going to win these hockey games that we've been playing. In. Stefan LeBlanc is with us here from the Utica Comets. Utica Comets Insider on ninety four point nine K Rock from the seventy two Tavern and Grill with ten cent wings happening down here till nine o'clock. The Comets have lost. 350 man games roughly uh, source on this by the way I want to give credit where it's due to Ellery Award winner Ben Burnell from the Observer Dispatch that's that's a lot of guys missing some games some are long term uh, some guys have been hit by it a couple of times this year and then there's guys day to day there's 10 guys on the injured list right now but you've, you like you said you brought in guys everybody's sticking together and, and you're getting it done, and well, I, I got some faith. You got Seamus Malone, who's uh, on an amateur yeah. deal, and he's well, he's got three goals now, and, and, a, a, and a shootout, and a, a shootout, shootout, goal, shootout too. goal too. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. How about that guy? That is a good story. Hey, it's great to see him come in and have some success. I mean, he, he he's got a good skill set. Uh, He's a little undersized, but he, he's got speed, and he thinks the game really well, so I'm really happy for him. Yeah, that's what I, I had said that earlier to Scoop. It, it, this, he's tiny. He really is. He makes me look like I'm not a, a little guy, but he's quick, he's crafty, and I said he seems like he's got a very high intelligence for yeah, the game. Like, he knows the game well. He's in the right spots a lot of the time. And so are you. Yeah. <laughs> you are. So... When you first got here, uh, we brought up Schenner earlier. I was wondering, did he help you acclimate to the city? The for Brennan Woods maybe is another one I might have I might have seen somewhere that. Yeah, who, who helped you on the team really get used to here, Utica? The, the way things are here. done. It was uh, it was Shen it was Schenner and it was uh, Saucerman actually because we were me and Sauce were roommates when I first got here. Yeah. So we were roommates for about uh, a week and a half, two weeks, and we went out to dinner every night. We actually I think here was my first dinner on the town. They took me here. I think this is the first, my first night here. I came to the tavern. You like it so far? We want you yeah, back. Yeah, I do like it. We I want like you back. <laughs> this is Stefan LeBlanc. Nice enough to join us tonight on Utica Comets Insider. We do have to take our next break. We're going to talk to the voice, Joe Roberts, next. Uh, we're trying to stay on time tonight. We usually go very long with our guests. So right. you're getting off easy tonight. We'll be back right after this. Let's do that hockey. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider grind line with Rain Man the Rocket, Scoop the Cement Head, and play-by-play voice, Joe Cujo Roberts. Here we are. Okay. Sorry, we're trying to we're trying to figure some stuff out here. Meeting greets with fans and uh, everybody eating wings here tonight. Ten Cent Wing Night at 72 Tavern and Grill. Stefan LeBlanc. Fun time talking. Nice guy. 
Yeah, as Scoop told you to open up our last segment, that will be available if you have iTunes or Google Play. You can subscribe to Comets Insider. It's there, or it'll be at KROC CNY on Facebook, Twitter, and in the Instagram stories. You'll find the link posted there. That's the podcast. Or uh, we posted It's a link to our SoundCloud. We post that. That'll be in your timeline all over social media if you missed any of this or if you want to re-listen. I really hope that he's back next year. I just think that he is a solid, solid defenseman and can hockey you, player. Can you imagine if we didn't have him right now? Oof. I mean, we, we are so challenged. It's just with be- everything that's happened, the injuries, the guys getting called up. It's good to have. I think he's a steadying influence back there. Yeah, he's always in position. He does have the ability to move the puck. His passing is pretty crisp, and he's going to keep working. Clearly, you can tell from talking to him to get even better. So you'll you're going to get the best that he has to give for the next six games to wrap up the season. But next year he'll come back. He'll work hard in the off season. He'll be even better next year too. So I mean, the comments. I don't want to use the word snake bit, but they just they've just well, they run, are they've run into some dumb luck. It was it's been uh, a condensed version for the last month of kind of what they went through all of last year where the transactions and injuries and the PTOs were just mind-boggling. It was over 100 transactions. Joe Roberts is listening. He's on the phone right now. He's the voice of the Comets. Uh, piggyback on what we're leading into you with and then we'll go from there. Hi, Joe. Guys. Good evening. How are you? Were you able to... He- were you able to hear uh, the, the setup there and it kind of leading you into an open-ended question, or can we should we revisit no, it for no, you? No, I didn't. If you could give me the tail end of it, I'm sure I could pick it up. Basically, in a nutshell, the condensed snake-bitten Utica Comets from the past month versus kind of what they went through all, all season last year. In other words, last year it was just ridiculous with the PTOs and the injuries. This year it's all happened in March, and it's led to a very rough stretch over the last four weeks. And what you thought yeah, about all sure. that? For sure. Uh, I think I saw Ben Burnell from the OD tweet yesterday that there were over 350 man games lost due to injury, which is just like astounding to me on so many levels. Um that is a lot of games missed. Um, you know, the injury bug has coursed through the room uh, uh, for another season, and it's just it, it adds so many challenges to so many different people. Um, you know, uh, obviously with the players trying to acquaint themselves with new teammates on what feels like a daily basis, the coaching staff trying to plug lines, uh, the right guys in the right lines, and, and having to shuffle them around on a daily basis, there's absolutely nothing easy about what's going on right now. And then you couple that with um, obviously having a really rough stretch of hockey where you do feel snake bitten, where I think I started my broadcast when you're successful, the night looks like a soccer net. And when you're struggling to score, it looks like a golf hole. Um, so I think right now where we're trying to play or looking, it's looking like we're playing more to golf hole than a soccer net. And, um, you know, it's just been a tough stretch and the guys continue to battle. They continue to stick up for each other. I think that was shown in Syracuse. Um, on Saturday night, you know, Colton Sosterman stepped up for a hit on Tanner Carroll. Brendan Woods got tired of some stuff that he was uh, dealing with, so he decided to sell things with his fist. And, uh, you know, I just think that guys are doing what they can um, with with the pieces that are part of the puzzle at the moment. You know, you talked about the injuries, but, you know, we had that flu bug thing happen not too long ago. So there's a lot of things going on with the call-ups and everything. But we talked a little bit about this with Stephen LeBlanc. Seamus Malone has been, uh, you know, the good story 
in, in a sort of a desert of good stories for us right now. Yeah, he's really been thriving. Uh, talk on that, Joe. Yeah, it's fun to watch him play. He's such a nice kid, and I think he's just kind of enjoying playing pro hockey. And uh, as I joked with him, that uh, he's enjoying getting paid to play hockey for the first time. And the joke was, I assumed it was the first time he was getting paid, either that or Wisconsin was violating some really serious NCAA rules. Um, but you know what? He's been he's been good. His energy's been great. Uh, he's very skilled. He's smart with the puck. Uh, you know, he got knocked out of that game in, in Syracuse in the first period, and uh, it was an upper body injury, it appeared. And, um, you know, I don't know the timetable on him. Hopefully we'll be able to see him this weekend. But um, it's been fun to watch him. You always love those feel-good stories, guys who were able to step in and make an impact right away. And, you know, he kind of found a home on the wing with uh, Brennan Woods, a fellow Wisconsin Badger. And uh, he was creating some production, and he ended up on the power play, and he scored and, and struck for the first goal in Syracuse on – on Saturday, but then shortly thereafter, he was he was out of the game as um, you know the mash unit was in full effect. So um, tough tough injury for him. Hopefully, he can bounce back quickly. But sure, it's been a joy to watch him play, and uh, you know, such a nice kid, very humble, and and I think he's enjoying the experience. Joe Roberts is the voice and play-by-play man on the radio here on ninety-four point nine K Rock for your Utica comments. This is Insider from the seventy-two Tavern and Grill. Rain and Scoop are here. So Brendan Gaunt's said the team's frustrated and we asked Stefan LeBlanc about that but I kind of wanted your perspective because you get to talk to the guys behind the scenes as well just they're not getting the bounces they're out shooting teams Joe you're hearing a lot of posts they're just it's just a lot of dumb luck for some reason they're happy with the way they're playing overall but they are just not getting the results that they want are you seeing any of that frustration spill over onto the ice perhaps I mean, I don't know if you're seeing the. Fr- I, I think you see moments of frustration where, um, you know, you look back to the game on Friday against Toronto. I think Brendan Gaunt had two breakaway attempts in, uh, in that hockey game, and one of them uh, looked like he missed in that high or might have hit a post. And um, you could just see the reaction on his face. He, he kind of uh, uh, put his glove over his mouth and, and, and I can only assume let out what was a primal yell. Um, into his glove. And I think moments like that show that there's got to be a little bit of frustration there. I mean, you know, for a team that was so successful scoring goals earlier in the season when they just don't come to you, um, when you're creating the chances and creating the opportunities, I mean, what else can you do um, besides maybe uh, get dressed uh, from the right to the left instead of the left to the right? I'm not really sure. I think some of it is showing, but as far as the big picture, um, I don't think it's 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 overshadowing uh, the goal that the guys have and what they know they need to do. So uh, it's obviously frustrating for them. And, um, you know, a, a pro is able to bounce back and a pro is able to create his own luck uh, in this situation. And that's what's going to have to happen. Well, we outshot Toronto on Friday night. We get them again this Friday night. And if you're Coach Trent Cole, I think you say – Let's do more of what we did on Friday night because really there was there was a lot of things that you did well and there were things you could look to in that game. You were playing the way you wanted to play. Do you think you're going to keep seeing the five forward power plays? Why not? I wonder. Joe, uh, did you notice you know, that? Did you make mention of that in the broadcast at all? I didn't. I wasn't able to listen. Obviously, when I'm in game hosting and all that, I, I didn't know exactly if you said that or not. But I'd love to find out. 
Yeah, um, I, I did make mention of that, and I noticed it for the first time on Friday against Toronto, and um, then on Saturday it happened again, but by the time the game ended, three of the forwards from Power Play 1 were injured with Carroll, McEwen, and Malone, so none of them were available, and I can't remember what the tweak was. Uh, if they threw some D-men, I think Saucerman ended up on the Power Play. I think Petgrave ended up on the Power Play as well. Um you know they're they're just trying to create some buzz, uh, whatever it takes. Trying to trying to plug the right guys into the right situations and uh, scoop to follow up what you said about that game against Toronto. Uh, you thought that the Comets were doing a lot of things right, and I thought they were too. What's the big difference maker in that game? The two goals that were what 16 seconds apart, including that one from Carconi. Now that wrister from the left hand side. So it's one of those things where it's like you, you can almost pinpoint exactly where it went wrong. Um, And in that Toronto game, I would have guessed it was that 16 seconds right there. Um, And I think that, you know, it's a little bit tougher now when you're going through the the downs of a season, uh, when you give up a goal to be able to jump right back. I I think that maybe you're more prone to, to getting deflated when you surrender one, when things are going the way they are right now as opposed to when you're winning hockey games, you say, hey, you know, you have that killer instinct. It's no big deal. We're going to get it back. We're confident. Um, so I think that, you know, you you got to have – you got to regather some of that early season swagger, some of that early season confidence. Here's the uh, final weekend's come and go. Joe, I have one last question for you here. Joe Roberts, voice of the Utica Comets here on 94.9 K-Rock with Utica Comets Insider at the 72 Tavern and Grill. I want to follow up on something that we also asked Stefan LeBlanc when he joined us. As far as Tanner McMaster being the player that he was traded for back on February 4th. But I had noticed in the game that things got chippy for him with a few players on the Comets. Cam Darcy was one, and I, maybe he mentioned Gaunts, but I also noticed a little something with Brendan going on. Is there a backstory that you know of, or was it perhaps just the heat play, of the moment? The heat of the moment and players playing hard. We were just wondering, and, and if there's stuff maybe you know that you just can't talk about, but we, we understand all that, but I just would be curious as to your perspective. Well, in the spirit of being completely transparent, no, there's nothing I know of that I, that I could or couldn't tell you about. What I know is that um, you have a job to protect, and, and you know who signs your paychecks at the end of the day. Um, and somebody else is signing Tanner McMaster's paychecks when they come in uh, every week or biweekly. I don't know how Toronto pays them. Um, but the fact of the matter is is that he was out there, his line mates, he thought we were, were getting roughed up, and he had to step in and, and make a statement. And I think that when stuff like that happens, it would happen to anybody in any situation. I think when it boils down to it, there was still some – um, you know, uh, personality that uh, you could tell McMaster was a former teammate of a lot of these guys from the that penalty shot. You know, the guys were down there chirping him, and he had kind of like a um, wry grin, you know, when he when he was skating past the bench after Michael Layton made the save. So I think it was just part of the part of the play, part of the action, part of what the job duties entail, and uh, the fact that he has a job to do, and it's a performance based industry, and. Um, you know, you got to perform if you want to make sure that uh, that money's coming through. Joe, I don't know if I ever extended you an official thank you for filling in for me a couple of weeks ago, but I wanted to do that right now. It's Joe Roberts, the voice of the Utica Comets, scooping rain here for Utica Comets Insider at the 72 Tavern and Grill. We'll be right back with Corey Hergott from Canucks Army on 94.9 K-Rock.
back to Rain Man and Scoop on Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. It is 10 cent wings until 9 p.m. tonight. Comets Insider brought to you by LeMap Blue Slocum Dixon and Pathfinder Bank. If you missed our conversation with Stephen LeBlanc from earlier, we're going to have that posted social media later at KROC CNY on Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram stories. Of course, you can get it on iTunes, Google as well. And joining us now from Canucks Army, Corey Hergott, a great follow on Twitter as well. And I, I learned today apparently that you went to Canucks practice today. Talk a little bit about that. And and, and you have a interesting way of getting there. You have to go on the ferry to get yeah. to Vancouver Canucks practice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was uh, granted access to uh, head in today and uh, talk to Ashton Sautner after practice. So uh, Vancouver Canucks play in Vancouver proper, and I live on the Sunshine Coast. So I take a 40-minute ferry to Vancouver, and then I bus it across uh, to Rogers Arena and uh, do my thing, bus it back, get on the boat, and head back this way. So it was a nice day today. Uh I, I got to uh, talk to Ashton a little bit about uh, his adjustment to the NHL level and, and about, you know, a bit about the kind of work that the coaching staff in Utica has done to, to prepare him for that, uh, to make that step. So I'll be writing a, a piece on that here in the, uh, in the next uh, handful of days here for Canucks Army. All right, so we'll watch for that. Anything else that you can share without giving away the, the meat of your article? Uh, something interesting that maybe Ashton shared with you today. Well, one thing that I thought was kind of uh, kind of nice to hear from him is is just the fact that how much he he actually really loves Utica and how much it's it's sort of similar to uh, to where he's from in, in his uh, in his hometown. Uh, you know, he's he's from a small place in Saskatchewan, and it's a hockey town, and and the the, the people that live there really rally around the team, and, and uh, he gets that same sort of a feeling when he's just playing with the Comets. Uh, so he uh, he's really enjoyed his time there and really enjoyed. Uh, he's he's uh, mentioned specifically that the coaching staff has really helped his game along quite a bit. So I think that that's good to hear. But that'll be a fantastic thing for the Vancouver fan base to read that there is some who can do, be very critical. Yes. There is some serious development going on right here in this building that we're sitting in at the Adirondack you know, Bank it's, Center. It's years of frustration too yeah, with sure. uh, draft picks, which is the where all this critical attitude comes from. That's Scoop. I'm Rain Corey Hergott with two T's at Corey Hergott with two T's on Twitter. Writes for Canucks Army. Watches every single second of every single game as Scoop tells you all the time. Any other observations or did you talk to anybody else today when you were at practice? That Something that might be relatable to the Comets audience down here. Well, I didn't talk to any other players at practice today, but the, while you guys were on the air, the, the Canucks announced that uh, they've signed another defenseman uh, out of college. Uh, Brogan Rafferty, I believe is his name. He's a right-shot defenseman, 6'2", right around 200-ish pounds. Um, sounds like he's played for Quinnipiac the last three years, so uh, that's another defenseman that'll probably be heading to Utica for next year. Uh, he'll be joining uh, Mitch Elliott, who's another right-shot defenseman that the Canucks uh, signed out of Sarnia uh, not too long ago. And they signed a goaltender today, a 22-year-old uh, goaltender out of out of college hockey as well. So that's another guy that could be in Utica next year. So 
you know, the defense and the goaltending in Utica could be fairly different looking next year with Michael DiPietro coming in and Richard Bachman will be there. And the new fellow, I believe his name is Jake. Uh, I'm going to forget his last name now, but uh, he's a, a 22-year-old guy that's signed to an NHL deal. So if he's back, uh, he'll be either playing in Kalamazoo or Vancouver or Utica next year, more than likely. So uh, it should be interesting to see if they end up with a three-goalie rotation there. Forgot to jot down his name. He could have played in Utica if signing an ATO, but it didn't work out that way. So he'll be with the Canucks for the rest of the season. What do you think of the five forwards on the power play? Obviously a wrinkle that the team has gone with on special teams. And I'm sure you probably heard that in the earlier segments. But I wonder if that triggered any thoughts within you. And, and then even Joel brought up the point. Yeah, and then you go get even more injuries affecting that setup. They were trying that new wrinkle. They're just... And we we said this, snake bitten a little bit in the last month or so, but you're looking at six games left, eight points out of the final playoff spot. Do you think that there's enough there if they try this to maybe, you know, scrape enough goals together to get some wins here and, and, and get a little streak going and maybe bring some excitement to these last these last two, three and three weekends? I mean you gotta try something. We were one for eight. and uh, one game this weekend and one for four on the power play, and you've long talked about how that's what the Comets need is to get more production on the power play. Yeah, the special teams on both sides needed to, they both need to improve. And, and I'm all for trying whatever Trent Call is looking to try here. I mean, if he wants to run with five forwards or if he wants to run with five defensemen, let's make something work here. Uh, we need to have uh, have pucks getting in the opposition net, and that's, that's the bottom line. And... Uh, you know, if it takes putting five forwards out there to do it, then then let's try it. But uh, like uh, Joe brought up, three of those guys went down with injury in one game, and and uh, those are three guys who you know who should be able to be putting the puck in the net for you as well. So it's a little frustrating, I'm sure, for everybody that's watching, and for the players playing, and for the coaches that are coaching. It, it's it's a bad time of year for all of these bad bounces to be happening, and the, the injuries and the call up situations, but. This is the life with this kind of a uh, with this team. You know, you're an AHL team, and and that's what happens. Uh, I do believe that there's still a little bit of uh, magic left in the tank here, and, and I expect to see uh, see at least another couple of wins here before the season is done. I, I think the team has something left in the tank to prove here. Yeah, I absolutely agree. The guys with you. are playing for jobs next year. Hey, that's there's that, and they they want to go out the right way. I really think that they do. There's. We've talked about this every year we've done Utica Comets Insider, not just this year, but there is the right character within that room amongst the leadership. Not just Carter Banks with the C, but they're, they're guys they care, and they're not going to let anybody stop playing hard for the rest of the season. Uh, 30 seconds, Corey. Talk to us about the frustration that I alluded to earlier, we alluded to earlier, as far as, and Gaunt's vocalized it, but that the team is feeling maybe what you've seen from your perspective watching the games? Well, it is frustrating. I mean, you, there's players on this team that you know uh, have the ability to to put pucks in the net. There, there's uh, guys on the back end that you know have the ability to shut players down and, and uh, you know, keep them, out, keep them to the outside and keep them from scoring goals. It's just, it's just not happening right now, and it, it is exceedingly frustrating you don't want to end the season uh on that kind of a note so uh let's so let's hope that the 
the team, the coaching staff, and the fans, everybody can rally around and, and uh, try to make something uh, something good happen in these last six games. Always appreciate the time. Corey Hergott, at Corey Hergott, C-O-R-Y-H-E-R-G-O-T-T, a must-follow if you are a Utica Comets fan. We'll talk to you next week, I'm sure. Same bad time, same bad channel. This has been Utica Comets Insider. We're at the 72 Tavern and Grill. We'll be back next Monday at 7 o'clock once again for 10 Cent Wings. And uh, I guess we're going to see where the team's at after three more games in the books and the final three of the season in the future, the weekend of, what, the 12th, 13th, 14th. I'm Rain. That's Scoop. Final word always goes to you. Go Comets!